Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What is going on, my friend? Welcome to the Podcast Domination Show. I'm gonna keep this intro really short. As you just heard, my guest on today's show is Christine McAllister, and she is gonna teach us how to get on podcasts uh, as a guest in a non-sleazy, non-salesy way that sets you up for landing more clients, building your email list, and really establishing a long-term, good, healthy relationship with the host, which can reap benefits down the road. So I'm gonna cut this off, enjoy this episode, and make sure, make sure you stay to the end of the episode and get the free checklist that she shares. It's a free podcast guesting checklist to make sure that you set yourself up the right way so you can reap the most from every single episode you are a guest on. So get that checklist. It's also in the show notes below. You can click it um, or scroll, swipe up if you're on Apple and just click that to download it. But make sure if there's one thing you do today is to download that checklist. It's absolutely free. It's a gift from her to you guys and I hope you enjoy it and take advantage of it. Talk soon. The, the title of this is obviously called How to Be a Podcast Guest Powerhouse. Um, and it's, it's a question that like never, ever dies. But Right? You know, yeah, you know, like you, you're, I'm sure you know. Because, um, Christine, you're, you're a podcaster and you've been a, a podcast guest on a bunch of shows. But uh, yep. before getting into that, I guess what would be the best way to, to jump in would be to give the background as to how you kind of like develop this skill. Yeah. Um, and I can probably lay some of the groundwork on like what people need to get better at, like what you teach and kind of like how it works. Cause I think that sure. big black yeah. box around like how to make it really effective. So it doesn't suck up a lot of time. Totally. So my first podcast interview was totally on accident. I <laughs> uh, was invited to a show. So I said, yes. Right. At the time I was like guest posting on the Huffington post and places like that. And I'm a writer, so that was working for me. I didn't know I would fall in love with this at all, but mm. I wasn't going to turn down free publicity. Yeah, and yeah. I was um, very pregnant at the time and in the hospital for some extra monitoring at the time of my uh, interview. And so I told the nurse, uh, everything looks like it's good, right? So you can just like step out of the room for like 30 minutes and give me a chance to record this interview from my hospital bed. <laughs> wow. From your hospital bed. That's that I've never heard of that before. I heard a lot of crazy stories about podcast <laughs> guesting, but never, um, never that. That's cool. 
So, yeah. So I loved it. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you I fell in love with it. Right. People listening, right? Exactly. Your, and I was hospital. like, this is something that I can do then when my daughter was born from my house. I could walk downstairs. I don't have to, you know, at the time, not many people were doing video. I don't have to get ready but it's extremely leveraged and I love having one-on-one -on -one conversations. And so then after that first one, I decided it was a strategy I wanted to pursue. And so I started developing a pitch and doing a research. And that was uh, about four years ago. And I've been on well over a hundred shows now. Uh, the first time, the first year I really implemented this, I uh, doubled my audience size and my revenue. And I credit that to focusing on podcast guesting. That's crazy. I, I want to highlight that because like getting on a hundred shows is no joke at all. And the cool thing is though, once you're, once they're done, like all of those podcast interviews are working for you 24 seven, like they're all out there indoctrinating, introducing and getting people into your world, um, you know, and, and really introducing people to you. So that's, that's really, really cool. And I think people always ask like, what's the power of it? And it's like, it's all, it's a numbers game. I think like, you know, the more you do, the better it'll be because the more you're out there. Yeah. Um, you said you were good at writing before. Yeah. And I'm sure like, I'm not a good writer. So for me, that's always like, oh, like, oh great. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not a skill I possessed. Um, did you play, did you like accredit like a part of your success to being a good writer? Or what were some key things that you think you learned from your writing career that helped you get into so many, get onto so many podcasts? Yeah. I mean, I think I have a pitch that consistently gets called like the best right. host I've ever seen. Right. And I, <laughs> I mean, but it's not anything like complex writing wise. It's just like the frame that I take with this from start to finish and beyond is like, how can I make this about the host and their show and them look really good and feel mm. really good in the process. And I think frankly, like that's the opposite of how most people approach podcast guesting. And that's also why like a lot of these hosts have become friends. They've become affiliate partners when like they would never look at somebody with my level of income normally. Right. Right. These big earners who've been doing it forever. Um, and it's opened a lot of opportunities for me and certainly has gotten me clients and made me money, but I didn't go in right. going, look at me, look at my book. Let's talk about it. How awesome am I? Like, you know, yeah. like, they're already going to do that for me by nature of having me on as a podcast guest. Like I do not need to like make it all about me anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny. So I want to rewind too, cause you mentioned you've been on some, you've been on a lot of podcasts, but you you've been on some big podcasts, yeah. um, you know, like entrepreneur on fire, yeah. huge. Um, and I, I think you were, you said you're on, on Pat Flynn's too, or you had Pat Flynn on yours. I had Pat, Pat Flynn on mine as a result of kind of using the same strategy to, yeah. To to okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear about what, like some of the, the key things that made you different from other people. Yeah. I think that's super important to, to we should cover. Um, but what were some other, what were some big ones, I guess, for you that uh, really moved the needle for you or that you yeah. think you think you like, you saw like, obviously, a, a big, you know, traffic increase when you went on certain podcasts yeah. when they got released. Yeah. So there are those that we know that have a huge following, right? Like entrepreneurs on fire. Um, I've been on right. the strategy hour several times. Like that's a big one in my niche. Um, my friend Dana Wild has a huge one too, that I've been on a couple of times. And I think that like, 
um, having a really simple system set up with like one clear call to action, you know, it is the best way to help people connect with you. Um, but I'll tell you, like, I mean, I'm a business coach. Okay. There are a billion business coaches out there and at least 900 million of them want to be on podcasts. Right. right. So it's not that I'm like some really crazy different kind of thing that everyone's, you know, no one gets pitch pitches from like, I do my homework on the show. I learn what we have in common. I learn what they're about. I learn what kind of topics they want to cover. And I customize my pitch. And that is something that most people don't want to do. They just want, it's kind of like uploading a resume to get a job, right? Like you just want to upload to every possible job that you're qualified for the exact same resume. And that actually makes you look like you are qualified for exactly none of them, right? Same thing with the pitch. Like you can have a, a standard pitch that you pull from, but you know, making it look like you are the tailor-made guest for that show requires you to do some research and, and self-select and then find some commonalities with the host and yeah. tell them how you're going to share it and make it about them. And, you know, like be a person, be a human, like you want you recognize that they are about to invest their time, their energy, their money, their mm-hmm. credibility in endorsing you to their audience that they've worked very hard to build. You and I know what it takes to, you know, you have to be super strategic to build a podcast audience and, and the host is trusted by the audience and will do right. Take the, yeah. take the host recommendations. So um, just kind of like treating it with the care and respect that, it deserves like that's how I've gotten on shows big and large and that's why like these people are my friends now yeah yeah I think you're even like just setting this up like you're thoughtful in the process behind like for example like most people won't think about what links to share with the host or they won't think about where are we going to send the traffic afterwards and what's the highest value like you mentioned like what's the one call to action I can give to simplify it and also give a lot of value to the audience mm-hmm. um and you also made some good points there in, in terms of like what the host has in like on this, on the line, right? right. right. Um, their money, their credibility, their show. Uh, this could be the first time someone's listening to their podcast and like it may bomb and, <laughs> and they, yeah. they may never come back. Right. So, uh, and then also the last part, which works for me, I think this has worked a lot too, is sharing with the, the host, like, here's how we're going to promote it on our end. What's once it's over. Like I did a, a Facebook a post in this group. Um, and we, I, I booked like nine interviews off of it, basically saying, Hey, I'm going to promote your show on this group. I'm going to send it to my email list. I'm going to do all these things for you. If you let me come and speak to your audience. So, um, it works like it, it flat out works. Um, I definitely want to get into like, I mean, what kind of other, are there any other stories that you think were big or things that you remember that were big, um, in you kind of discovering what it takes to, to land podcasts at a high rate of success um, and what doesn't was there like a turning point or like a certain, like, okay, I think I've, I'm starting to notice some patterns now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, one thing that I really like to do um, and that was big for me was to look at the iTunes, like listeners also subscribe to, or like you might also like, so yeah. if I really, um, felt a strong connection with the host and had a great experience. And when the episode came out, like 
I saw traffic from it, right? Because there are a lot of shows that might have been long established. So they might have a lot of reviews, but they might not actually have a lot of active listeners, you know? Yeah, totally. You'd be surprised, yeah. right? Because you don't get those metrics behind the scenes. You sort of have to guess. Mm. Um, but using that, uh, if I found a show I liked, I would just go into the, um, my also like listeners also subscribe to, and that's a rabbit hole that never ends. You never will run out of podcasts mm. to pitch, right? But I think that, I mean, certainly like Entrepreneurs on Fire um, was a dream one for me, right? Yeah. And yeah. I did my research. I found like a friend of a friend who knew him and John Lee Dumas. <laughs> and I said, okay, what is he like? Like he had a very detailed pitching process. And I knew from having listened to interviews that like most people didn't bother to fill it out. And I was like, well, that's not going to be a problem for me. I will do what you say, my friend. Like, yeah. you know, and uh and so I found a friend of a friend and I said, what is he like? What's, you know, what's his style? Like that, that I wouldn't maybe know from listening and I'd record like a one minute video. And she told me that he really liked it. Like he just liked raw and real stories. And I was like, oh, I got one for you. Right. <laughs> so I just kind of like opened up and was really vulnerable. And, you know, I was so excited. I was like shaking, sweating when I sent the pitch and it was, then it was like crickets for two months and I had forgotten about it. And then yeah. I got an email that I had been accepted which is super exciting. And then like within, you know, a couple days of airing, I, I know at least I booked at least one pay in full client. I know I added like hundreds of people to wow. my email list, um, you know, like immediately. And so yeah. that was, that was huge. And, you know, I, I only started my own podcast this year after doing a hundred whatever, like I highly recommend not going for the EO fires, you know, first, because you don't know what you're doing and you're going to be, I was yeah. like sweating and I was so nervous because there was so much like strict, like, you know, he's so military in the way he does things. He's so organized. And I was like right. landlined into a couch, like next to the couch in this dark room. My husband who's in <laughs> IT is like standing by because I'm all stressed, you know? So, um, and that was after being really experienced, but that was, that was definitely a cool experience because obviously he's a huge tribe. And um, yeah. one of those things where some of those shows you can only get on if you know someone, um, at the time he wasn't charging, right, um, to appear on his show, but it was it was because I had done my research and I was yeah. super specific. And even though I might not be the normal like size of business that he has on, like I was still able to get on. Yeah, that's um now now he think he charges like some like upwards of three grand or something or something like that. Like it's no joke. Yeah. But he can command that audience. He can exactly. command that because he's got the audience. So some people don't like it. Uh, it's cool that you got on though, like with before when it was just like, he was just getting a ton of pitches and you were able to kind of sift through now was the video portion of that. Is that something you normally do for shows that you pitch on? Or is that like an extra thing that he asked for? Yeah, no, like he required it. Right. So like I have this pitch that's just super straightforward and easy to scan and bullets. Yeah. Normally I just do that because I know they're getting a lot of pitches and I want to grab them and like have them keep reading. Right. Yeah. Um, and not have to like make them click to watch a video. Like I wouldn't want to do that. So I don't normally include that. Um, but he, his, his process was like, do not send us a pitch, fill out this form. Right. Yeah. So I just did that. Um, when I was, when, so actually what happened was like, I met Pat Flynn, um, a year ago at an event and you know, connected with him. And then I followed up with pitch. And in that case, I did make a short video because I remembered him saying something about like how that stood out. So like, I'm always looking for like, what do they like, right? And so I made a pitch 
And they basically said, like, don't expect to hear back if we don't want to have you on. Well, within like the same day, I heard back from one of his team and said, like, hey, we don't have space until like, you know, next year, whatever. So we're not taking any pitches right now. But if you want to interview Pat for your show, you can. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't yet have a show, but I'll make one. For right. Pat <laughs> I'll so, make one. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. And there we go. Yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, you know, I think you highlight on something really big there. Obviously with COVID right now, we can't do it, but events, um, getting, using events to find and, and, and lock down really big, big name people, uh, whether it's your show or you getting on their podcast, like you were aiming for, that's a, a really easy strategy. Cause you just cut through so many gatekeepers that way. Yep. Um, and you cut through just a lot of like the back and forth email stuff that they don't normally deal with. You get right in front of them. Uh, is that part of your, like, have you used that strategically in like, when you go to events, it's like, Hey, like part of this is like, I want to be able to book some podcasts if I can, or is yeah. it just happen organically? You know what? I honestly, like even before COVID hadn't been to that many events because my kids are four and one. And so I've oh. either been like pregnant or nursing or like, you know, basically those two things for the last yeah. five, six years. And so, um, last summer I was eight months pregnant and I flew out to this event because I really wanted to go. And I met him and Shalene Johnson and JJ Virgin and like all these, you know, I, I was like, I might have to yeah, sit yeah. in my room with my feet up for <laughs> yeah. nine of the hours of the conference, but I am on it when I think they're going to yeah. be in the lobby. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, what's another interesting like connection strategy that I found is some of these big time influencers that are have a huge platform elsewhere and are new to Instagram. I have found um, that I've been able to connect with them in the DMS. Like um, Brad Yates is this YouTube star. He has three times the number of views that Pat Flynn does uh, 30 million views. He's an EFT, um, like tapping nervous system regulation practitioner that I've found super helpful. Mm -hmm. And so um, I reached out to him in DMS and I was like, would you be interested in coming onto my podcast? I'd be super honored. And he was like, of course. So he's coming on to my show next week. And he, I mean, he knows everyone. He was like in the movie, The Secret. Like he's one of those guys, right? Oh, wow. And, oh, yeah. um, and so many people in our industry. And like, I get to connect with him in person because I was like willing to reach out. And he only has 10,000 followers on Instagram instead of 30 million, you know, <laughs> views. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, using kind of a, like getting into their DMs on the smaller platforms that like they're just jumping onto. Like for instance, like for a lot of people that could be TikTok, you know, totally. or that could be, or, or an Instagram if they're, if they're just getting established there or just kind of paying attention to it now. Um, you, for your pitches right now, I'm curious. I'm sure you've taken what you've like your strategy on, on, on how to pitch, but adapted it in other ways, like in Instagram or other platforms what's um what's working for you the best right now yeah honestly it's that personal connection like i mean this might seem really obvious but um i'm going to make sure that i'm following them and like commenting on their stuff and like that works out in their space yeah. right if they have it if i'm talking about getting on their show rather than them getting on mine i'm going to leave a review right like um I had um, Denise DT on my show, who's a huge um, in, you know, female entrepreneurship space mm -hmm. and, you know, my little tiny show. And um, I just, I just made it a point to like be a, be a super fan 
and help however I could before I ever asked. Right. I think that's something people aren't willing to play the long game around, but like, if I'm a fan of someone, I'm a fan of someone, like I'm going to be genuine about it because I want to, not just because I want to either be interviewed or have them on my show, but that's just like a natural, it's like a dating relationship getting more serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're willing to play the long game because you're already a a big fan of them. So it's not like you're rushing into asking right away. Uh, I think that's definitely the number one mistake I see is people asking right away or something like that. It's like, uh, it doesn't work. (laughs) Right. I mean, they're getting asked constantly for everything. Like you have to think about like somebody with celebrity level status in their industry or whatever, they are constantly getting pitched for everything you can imagine. And the way, I mean, like, I managed to get Ariana Huffington to respond personally to like multiple of my emails. How did I do that? Like same as all of this, right? Like by making it about her and like finding personal connection and you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. being willing to treat her as a human who isn't just like this rich person who I can get something from. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I think, I I don't know about you, Christine, but for me, I, I try to wait six months. If it's someone really big, I'll try and wait six months before I even hint at asking anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and just can continue to like shoot them with like, you know, like people and give them opportunities and all kinds of things. And before I ask, or they say, Hey, like, how can I help you? Yeah. Um, that's kind of my rule. Six months is yeah. like before even hinting. at. Um, so I want to definitely touch on like some of the big, big key points for, like this t- the title of this podcast, like, or this episode is really podcast guessing or how to become a podcast guest powerhouse. Yep. Um, are there steps or, or framework that you follow? Um, is it, is, or is it like, is it sequential? Yeah. What are some of the kind of the big things that, um, that you walk through? Yeah, for sure. This? So I think it, you know, it all starts with that. Like, of course we're here because we know the benefits of it. Right. So like, yeah, I need me to tell you that. Um, but it starts with that frame of like everything that we're going to do is going to be informed with a mindset of service. Mm. Like the benefits will come when you show up from that place. Right. right? And then it's like, okay, well, how do I specifically, what does that specifically look like for me? Okay. Well, I need to find the pod, the shows to pitch. Um, whether if you have an audience, you ask your audience, right. If you have dream shows, you know, connections, influencers, whatever, but starting with those shows that you, um, can identify like are small to medium size to get, get your experience in, right. Get the nerves out, get your talking points down, get comfortable. Um, and, uh, but to your point, like starting to connect with the influencers, you know, are coming down the road. Right. Um, and then I think from there, so you identify some small shows to pitch. Um, if you have an audience, um, you have your own show already, like ask your audience, right? Ask your audience, what are their favorite shows? Who would they love to see you bring on? People love to give advice on both of those, right? It's a good time to ask both of those. Um, and then from there, it's like doing your research to pitch them, right? customizing it for each person, making the pitch super easy to read, making sure they don't have a process of their own, because if they do, you need to follow that and not just send your own pitch. Yeah. Right? Um, please. Probably give it a check. Yeah. It's a good thing to check, huh? Oh, how yeah. do you check that? You, you listen to the show, listen to the website, go to the website or. I go to the website. Yeah. I, I mean, it takes it five minutes. Right. And yeah. like, do, do they have a contact form? Do they have a, um, 
an application form, right? I'm going to yeah. do that before I invest my time in creating my own. Um, and then like, I, I would be interested to hear what you think about this, Lewis, but like, I have never personally gotten a yes from following up in podcasting. So I don't follow up and I don't recommend following up because yeah, it's um, a- I've never accepted a guest who's followed up and I have never had another host except me. Really? <laughs> so yes, ever. So I finally stopped because I was like, either they want me or they don't. Yeah. Either if they're small, they either like missed it or it's not a fit. If they're big, they saw it and it's not a fit. Like, right. or it's filed away and they will let me know. Right, right. That's a great point. I mean, the, the follow-up chances are, it's definitely like a hit or miss. Like, and honestly too, usually if they, I found that I've had a few say yes afterwards, mm-hmm. but it's like, Hey, um, I was super busy, completely forgot about you was going to say something, but it was like the last, the least important thing on my to-do list. So you just caught me at the right time. You're like, it was so like yeah. fancy that yeah. I couldn't attest to doing it. Yeah. Cause you're right. Like most people will either know yes or no, right. whether they want you or not right there. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember I had a, a really good pitch that I was like, this is a great pitch, but I don't know this guy. Um, and I don't want to go and invest time into figuring out if he's good for my show. Great pitch. But I was like, I don't think you're a fit for my show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole, yeah, the, the follow-up thing is, is hit or miss. Um, yeah. And most people, I'd say 99% of people will know whether or not in an instant, if you're a good fit for their show. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. And I, I think too, I don't know if you find better success in email or in social media. Um, Personally, I found better success on social media mm. where like people can see my content and my videos sure, and yeah, sure. you speak. That's for, I don't know what your experience is like, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear that. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of these shows I've gotten on, um, through email, but I've like, if possible, connected with them on social first. Right. And then just yeah. kind of like gone through like sort of, okay, I'll be social on social and I'll be straight to the professional on an email, email. Yeah. right um but i i love that i mean i can see how that makes sense and certainly i that's what i've done to get some of these bigger names on my show right yeah it's, yeah um question for you on instagram how do you have a big instagram following no. and do you use it okay i was gonna ask do you use it at all to to leverage like, are there certain social media channels that you mention in your pitch or any things like credibility factors that you mentioned yeah. to yeah. um basically, you know, you know, up level your influence. And like when people are reading this, like, oh, okay, this person is legit. Yeah. So my media bio, I mean, mentions like features having to post ink, bustle, entrepreneurs on fire, like some, some pretty big outlets. Right. Yeah. Of course, when I started this, I didn't have any of those. So like, don't let that be a reason not to stop you. Um, I just, I include like, I have 1500 Instagram followers. Um, my uh, Facebook, you know, group is bigger than that. Um, my Facebook following is bigger than that. My newsletter or my email list is bigger than that, but I, but not huge. I just include all of them. And I'm just like, listen, if they are most in, like, I mean, I don't say like I have 160 YouTube followers, whatever, you know, yeah. but I do link up YouTube because I'm like, if you want to get a sense for my style, just go, go watch that. Like I'm, I'm yeah. engaging. I have a lot of energy. Like I want them to see that. Um, yeah. but I include those because here's the deal if my audience size is a deal breaker for them, I'm not a fit at this point in my business. 
Yeah. It's fine. Like that's fine. But I also want them to know that I'm genuinely going to share this with thousands of people at the same time. You know what I mean? Exactly. And people aren't going to balk at that. Like most people like they'll take a couple of thousand free, uh, some free traffic, you know? So yeah, it totally makes sense. But no, I mean, Instagram is, is fun for me, but it's not a huge part of my strategy right now because, um, Facebook is bigger. What I wanted to ask Christine was, um, what are some of the things that hosts have said to you that, that have been like kind of ahas, like, Oh, like I should do more of that. Like what are some things they say that they like as, and maybe hinted as to why they brought you on, um, the show. So they love that my pitch was about them and that it was clear that I understood their show and it wasn't a blanket pitch um, like uh, they get from publicists all the time. (laughs) And like I have gotten from publicists, right? So um, they loved that. They loved like the energy that I portrayed in the, in just in my excitement, my enthusiasm for for what they were doing in the pitch. Um, And then- like, I mean, I do simple things like I'm going to get them the information they need on me right away. I'm going to, you know, follow through. If they ask me to do something, I'm going to show up on time. Like I'm a great guest before, during, and after the interview. Yeah. And I do my best again to make it about them and like use their name and ask um, questions. I will tell you one question that I ask, this is like a golden nugget of truth for free. You heard it here. One question <laughs> that I ask that nobody else ever asks and always takes the hosts aback. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. What, I asked this in the pre-chat, what are you promoting right now or when, or, or will be when this episode comes out? Because I want to mention it if I can find a way during the interview. Got it. That's smart. It totally puts you in a, puts you in a position of service yeah. And lets them know that like, Hey, like I'm, I care about like what you're doing and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to actually like help you grow and get better and, and like yeah. succeed. I, I love mean, that. Always. I get, Whoa, no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> oh. And they're like, they have to think about it. They're like, what am I going to be? Right. Well, they're like, wait, so what much is for asking? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's really smart. I mean, I've never gotten asked that question by a guest. I've had some asked some good questions um, before, but not that one um, ever. So, just well, this is one interesting question for you that I'm just thinking because I I can imagine you writing an amazing script, amazing pitch. Um, what's what's like getting my attention now is what is the subject line that you typically yeah. use, or what do you try to do to in the subject line to get them to click? I mean, I let them know it's a pitch. I don't want to like bait and switch anything, right? <laughs> But like I'll put <laughs> I'll put podcast pitch colon um, and then whatever of my like three topics that I'm gonna suggest that I think is the best fit for their show and yeah. so like um, okay it, and if I can include the name of their show in it I will so for example um, how to um, create a six figure business working part-time and be an entrepreneur on fire would be an example. Mm, that's right? cool. That's catchy. Yeah. How to turn, overcome tragedy, uh, turn tragedy into triumph and become an entrepreneur on fire. Like, yeah. again, making it about them, making it about them. This is not a generic pitch. Like Christine took the time to type the name of her, your podcast into her subject line. 
exactly you weaved it in there yeah, yeah. you can't copy paste that yeah i like that that's that's a really smart i've never thought of that I, i've i've tried um like this might be for you one one that works for me is like this might be a fit for you dot dot because i'm like mm-hmm. hinting at like it it may be a fit it may not be but who knows it's just very curiosity based yeah um, yeah that's cool i like that know, and then I think this, my second, actually, here's a, fo- I, I got to send it to you. I have a follow-up one that works really well. And I think it's like, oh, it's either just their name. It's like, it's just like Lewis. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> like, so if it was like Christine, like I just send you like, you just say Christine, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And then it'd be like, Hey, did you see the message above? Thanks. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just checking to see if you saw the message above. Bye. Yeah. I hope you're having a great day. Um, this like the shortest ones get the best response. Um, and I find that on Facebook, I find that everywhere too. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, it's interesting how that works. But yeah. um, so if you were to, if you were to follow up, try that one, I'll have to send it to you because it, it works really well. I love that. Um, <laughs> but okay, cool. So I want to chat a little bit about the, because we're both in the same mastermind. I guess we should tell people where we, where we met at. We're both in yeah. seven figure CEO mastermind. And, uh, you mentioned when you, because I came in a few weeks before you, on your intro, you mentioned you do a lot of podcast guests and you also teach people how to do this. Yeah. Um, what is the name of the program? I know you're busy with something else right now. So I know it's kind of like a afterthought, like you're not really focusing it right now because you just crushed the launch, um, <laughs> which you can totally talk about too if you want. But um, what's the name of it? What is it like? And, and you know, a little bit of details on that. I'd love to know. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, so it's, all, it's also called how to be a podcast guest powerhouse and the goal is to teach you how to up level your income impact and influence using podcast guesting it is such a powerful organic marketing strategy obviously right that gets you to um, land these interviews without hiring um, a pr person or subscription and turn hosts into friends and get clients without being salesy. Um, Mm. And so we just walk through um, eight really simple, straightforward, but um, action packed uh, modules that teach you how to go from like, I wanna land a bunch of podcasts to all the way through to before, during and after the show, what to do to um, monetize those appearances, to make those hosts your friends, and to continue to repurpose them, like you said, to continue yeah. to get clients from them. Right. I love, so the two things that there stuck out to me was one, like, how do you follow up with the guests and make sure that they're friends so you can come back to something else with them or do a JV or you just yep. have an authentic relationship. Um, yep. And then the second part was repurposing those episodes. So do you, like when you go on like pod, other podcasts, do you ask for the host to give you the, the audio or the video or? What does that look like for you or just no i don't i'm like i want to send stuff to them you know i they deserve the listens they deserve the downloads like this is their platform they editing it like they need to go you know my people need to go listen there like of course if they send me assets you know i'm gonna to promote it i'm gonna share it but no i always am gonna send to them because i want them to get the you know the credit and for it to be in their like frame and and their credibility got it okay um do you do any like when you when they're like the podcast is actually out and they're like you know hey thanks christine for coming on you've been an amazing guest love for you to share 
do you make more assets for them or like make any, make of your, like have your team make any custom graphics or anything, or is it just use their stuff and like share it as, as yeah, you do? It sort of depends on what they send. Okay. Right. So like I have, sometimes I'll even just, if we're on video, I'll take a screenshot, you know, because I find that that's very engaging. Like that is, yeah. I'm like waving my arms and we're both laughing and I'll find <laughs> something that looks like as fun as the episode was. Right. Um, so I like doing really simple things like that, but I also like to share their branding again, you know, because it's them and their show. So right. if I can find a way to do it or they don't send me something at all or whatever, um, if I can find a way to supplement it, I will. But often I just like, I'm like, they paid someone to create this, like, and then they took the time to send it to me. Like, I'm going to use it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, might as well use it. Uh, one of the things you, something I just noticed when you're saying that is like everything you're doing goes back to that first part you were saying of being in service. Yep. yep. Like you're using their branding, you're sharing with sending traffic to them. It's yep. all in service of the, of the hosts, which I think I, I I've been on the both end both ends of this. So I, you know what I mean? I've made mistakes yep. and I've, and I've seen it. Seen oh, it, me too. Yeah. You know? Um, but it makes such a big difference when you receive that and you're like, Oh crap. Like this person's actually like really authentic. And I love that. Like they took the time to do this. Yeah. Um, so I really, really, I, I appreciate that. And like, it just shows like there's, there's um, synergy between the throughout the whole process yeah. Yeah. of, of doing yeah. this. Yeah. I um, was on, is, um, I was on this one show, which is, I think has a pretty big following called read to lead. Uh-huh. And um I think I've heard of that show. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Brown. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was when my book came out, I was like, this seems like an obvious podcast to pitch. Right. Yep. <laughs> he accepted it. And so he lives, um, three out, he lives in Nashville, which is three hours away from where I live. And so my parents lived in Nashville at the time. And so I just reached out to him and I said like, Hey, would you want to meet up? You know, I'd love to take you to lunch. Thank you for having you on. Another thing that I do after the show for every host is I send them a small gift. And that's another thing that people uh, are like, no one does this. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we sat down at lunch. I took him out for sushi and he said, Christine, I, you know, I speak at podcasting conferences all over the country and I'm recently came back and I, um, I, you know, he said, I spoke on what it means, what it looks like to be a great guest. And he said, I basically used your process as an example. He said, I put a screenshot of how you left me a review because that's gold for podcasters, please. Yep. It's not that easy to get, right? Um, uh, I, I said, I look, look at her name. She sent me a thank you gift. She, you know, did this and such and such and such. And he said, and I've done however many hundreds of interviews and I can count on one hand the number of people who've done stuff like that for me. Yeah. So he was like, when you wrote and said, you know, will you leave your remote, beautiful country house to come have lunch with me in the city? He was like, hell yes. Right. (laughs) And we're friends, you know, it was none of it is hard or expensive or like anything other than just like, how can I be nice to this person who's promoting me to their audience? Yeah. Yeah. Such like simple things, but they make such a, Right. They make such a big damn difference. Yes. yes. Uh, I love it. I love it. That's, that's gold right there. The review, the gift. Um, hey, we're in the same town. Like I, I so a guy in this Facebook group named Nate, shout out to Nate We're I'm in Waterloo, Iowa right now. He's in S- Southern Minnesota. So we're like an hour or so hour and a half away. 
Um, and hopefully we'll connect before, but like, that was like the first person who was actually offered to connect, you know, outside of internet, <laughs> you know, yeah, online, right? yeah. which is cool. Um, yeah. so yeah, you're right. It's very few, like one, like one hand you can count them on. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that. Anything else in closing this up and we're going to drop the link to, um, to where people can learn more about the program and also you, um, below this, but anything else leaving off that, uh, would be super important that we don't miss when it comes to podcast guesting and making it like a really powerful tool in your business. Um, I think at the end of the day, it is simply like any other organic strategy where you're focusing, well, any strategy at all, where you're focusing on building real relationships. I mean, let's face it, like an ad is simply a tool to reach more people when you cannot organically reach the people that you want to reach and then hopefully warm them up, right? Yeah. Somebody spends 20 minutes, a half hour, an hour listening to your show, they are bringing you into their life. You are like hanging out with them while they are cooking, cleaning, commuting, right? Working out. And so this method is so powerful because when else I don't sit down and watch an hour long YouTube. And if I do, it's on two (laughs) X and I'm like doing something else. Right. Yeah. When else are you able to connect with somebody for the first time so deeply and leave with such a lasting impression that they are like, I've had people reach out to me and say, I didn't even know I was looking for a coach. I'm ready to hire you. Right. And it costs $7,500 to work with me. Yeah. So it works. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. That's a great, great point. How like, you know, this is really intimate. Like when was the last time you watched a webinar? Me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Never. You know what I mean? Like, right. (laughs) When was the last time you watched, listened to a podcast? Like it's, it's right. You know, you're able to go much deeper with people because they're willing to listen. Um, We've been conditioned in coaxed like webinar equals sales pitch at the end. Um, YouTube videos, YouTube videos are are hit or miss, but like, if I'm listening to a YouTube video, I'm listening to like some compilation of like Tony Robbins and all these other people, like just motivational stuff. Um, not so much like information. Mm -hmm. So, so really cool. Christine, before we go, what's, um, the best place people can find you, um, connect with you about anything. Cause I know you do your business coach, like you're saying you do a couple different things. Yeah, totally. So I have a, a podcast guesting checklist that covers like the bit, like what you need to know at a high level, like, and, Uh, and really some very specifics of like what to do to find the shows, get on the shows during and after the shows. Right. And you can grab that. Um, we're going to drop the link, uh, in the Facebook group. So we'll do that when this is done. Um, but then that, if you grab that, then that'll take you, um, like you can connect my Facebook group, you know, follow me on social, whatever, hit me up, friend me. I'm here for it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that's how you have a great call to action at a pot as a podcast guest as well. <laughs> have a specific thing that's tailored to the audience. I love it. Um, Christine, it's always been fun. Um, it's been awesome knowing you. It's the little time I've known you. So good to connect and uh, congrats on uh, everything you've been doing so far. So love thank it. you so much for having me on. This has been great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Christine.